are here this morning. We are trusting you, O Lord, that the theme that you have given us this month will be a reality in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we are gathered together for the possibility that we might maybe out of your mercy touch your glory. Father, Lord, by your mercy may we experience your glory. Lord, that is the business of this month is to come into an experiential knowledge of who you are is to be able to say of a truth, this and that is what the Lord is. And for men to be able to say, we will follow you because you seem to know your God. Father, that shall be our portion in Jesus' name. As we come unto you this day, Lord. Father, Lord, bring this matter into reality in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. I just feel like singing this song it was not part of what I had in mind before. I think we all know it. It's a very simple song. Well, not so simple. I think the choir will need to help me out. Majesty. Majesty. Your grace has found me just as I am. Empty and naked, all in your hands. Your majesty, majesty. Rise up on our feet and give him majesty. You are striving majesty unto God. Let's sing together. Let's worship him. Let's sing all sovereignty. Father Lord, God, we bless your name. You remain the majesty of our lives. Father Lord, none can ever compare unto you. 
None, O oh God, Father, can stand shoulder to shoulder with you. Lord, Father, your grace actually has found us where we are. Empty-handed, Lord. Empty-handed. We have nothing to recommend us. There is no letter of commendation unto us. But Lord, Father, your grace was sufficient. Your grace brought us this way. And your grace will finish your work in our lives. In the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Shall we be seated? Quickly. Can we quickly open our scriptures into uh, the passage the, where the theme for the month is taken? Uh, Exodus 33, I think. Verses 12 to 23. I, I believe I'm right. If I'm not right, just whatever you see there, just read. Who is reading for us? Exodus 33. Very quickly, somebody with a very good voice. We had the privilege of looking into that scripture in our Sunday school. So I believe that my Sunday school students. Okay, go on. And Moses said unto the Lord, See thou says unto me, Bring up this people, and thou hast not let me know whom thou wilt send with me. Yet thou hast said, I know thee by name, and, and thou hast also found grace in my sight. Now therefore I pray thee, if I have found grace in thy sight, show me now thy way, that I may know know thee that I may find grace in thy sight and consider that this nation is thy people. And he said, my presence shall go with thee and I will give thee rest. Praise the Lord. Is that verse 23? To the end, to the end of the chapter. To the end of the chapter. And he said unto him, if thy presence go not with me, carry us not up hence. For wherein shall it be known here that I and thy people have found grace in thy sight? Is it not in that thou goest with us? So shall we be separated, I and thy people, from all the people that are upon the face of the earth. And the Lord said unto Moses, I will do this thing also that thou hast spoken, for thou hast found grace in my sight, and I know thee by name. And he said, I beseech thee, show me thy glory. And he said, I will make all my goodness pass before thee, and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before, before thee, and will be gracious to whom I will be gracious, and will show mercy on whom I will show mercy. And he said, Thou canst not see my face, for there shall not, no man see me and live. And the, and the Lord said, Behold, there is a place by me, and thou shalt stand upon a rock. 
And it shall come to pass, while my glory passes by, that I will put thee in the cliff of the rock, and I will cover thee with my hand while I pass by. And I will take away my hand, and thou shalt see my back, back part, but my face shall not be seen. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Abba, we are seeing an account of a man, a man like me and you, that God said, I will show you my glory. I thought that was our own prayer point too today. Hallelujah. I was looking at it that our business today is what? Praying that God, do what? Show me your glory. Show me your glory. And the God that answered Moses will answer us in Jesus' name. My prayer is that nobody will live here today that will not have experienced the glory of God. And if it is just that you actually know the way to his glory, uh, you will have done well. Hallelujah. Because when you know the way, then you can get to your destination. So we are looking at it. I had to go back so that uh, I will not be talking out of context to the first message that our senior pastor preached uh, on this matter. And I was seeing that there were two critical issues that we needed to deal with. And the first thing is that uh, we needed actually to know God personally. Hallelujah. Uh, I, I'm thinking I'm correct. That that was one of the emphases of that message. That we needed to know God personally. That we will not be saying when we are praying, the God of uh, Medoye, the God of Adeboye, the God of Komoye. Uh, that even we ourselves will have a personal, functional, usable, applicable knowledge of God. That when we are in situation, we can say, this is what the Lord will do. I am sure. Not necessarily referring to any other person, but knowing him for ourselves. Amen? So that is the first issue. The second matter, which is related to the first, is that we must grow. We must grow. We would no longer be babies. And our pastor was referring to Hebrews chapter 5, verses 12 to 14. And that was a general reference to the fact that uh, at the time when we ought to be teachers, we needed somebody else to start teaching us the ABC of the principles of God. We still needed to go to A for apple, uh, B for ball. And see for what now? Aha, uh -huh. that is a, a very serious matter. And our pastor was saying that we should leave that class of A for Apple. And we should grow. We should get to the point where we have our senses exercised uh, to discerning between good and evil. We should no longer be using milk. We should be handling what? Strong bones. So that was the second issue from that message. The third issue I saw there is that 
He said, we cannot see God unless what? Unless we die first. Unless we die daily. And I was looking at it that that is a serious matter. So these are the challenges that I saw for myself. And I was saying, God, you must help me uh, that I must uh, not be standing on, uh, you know, it's not only Kumuyi and uh, Adeboye that are the popular big men of God. Eh? We have people like uh, even Beliakoni and others. Eh? So that me too, I will not be saying what? The God of Beliakoni, I must be able to do what? Stand and know God for myself. Hallelujah. And I was also praying that God, I think I know now, but I pray that somebody will not come and say, what do you think you know? These are A, B, C now. And all my years, all I've been doing is what? Dealing with A for Apple. I'm praying that God will deliver me in Jesus' name. And I'm also praying that whatever price it will cost to know him, uh, if it requires dying daily, God, help me to understand how I will enter into that matter and touch and see and experience and taste and prove your glory in the mighty name of Jesus. In other words, I am not here to play. I have situation in my life. I have circumstances in my life. I want to enter into that place and acquire what I need for my situation. And I'm looking at it that actually after that message, if indeed I understood what the message was, my life should not be the same again. Hallelujah. If I understood the message preached by our senior pastor on that day, and I comply with those three critical things, my life should not be the same again. I should not go personally for myself. I should actually handle serious matters of life. I should handle challenges that come even to the church. In my class, we are sharing that well, we have small challenges in the church and we have big challenges. And it is as you are learning that you leave the ABC class and ask pastor that what is the bigger issues here? I want to handle them. And then, of course, I not need to know how to die daily that I may also touch and experience that glory. Amen. When I say touch, I'm not meaning of sharing glory with God, though, because uh, there's a scripture that also says no man should be touching the glory of God. Not in that sense, but to experience it as Moses did. Amen. So, what is the glory of God? What do we mean by the glory of God? What is the glory of God? So that we are not vague about it. The glory of God is that attribute of God that makes him God. Is that attribute of God that takes him out of the class of other smaller gods and actually shows that he is the sovereign God and that is worthy of our worship. That attribute that he exhibits when he shows his power, when you see miracles happen, when you see impossible things become possible, you now say, ah, only God could have done this. And what happens? You worship him. You ascribe unto him all honor, all adoration, all dominion. Abi, 
I hope I'm correct. Oh. I'm not hearing response. Oh. This is an interactive. Uh, me too, I'm trying to. You see, I'm not standing on my own message today. I'm standing on another man's message. And pastor is here. So if I'm not standing on his message, he will quickly get the mark and say, no, 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 no. That is not what the message is all about. Don't kill yourself. Don't worry. It's not that difficult. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So even me, I'm trying to get into it. And I'm trusting that the Lord will help all of us in Jesus' name. So we are knowing what is God's glory. It's what he expresses in his majestic person. You just know that this, nobody can be like this. It's not possible. It's what he expresses in his name. You know, the name of God, the name of Jesus. That's why he said he gave, the, he gave Jesus Christ a name that is higher than every other. There is something in a name. And the people of the other religion, they thought it was issue of piling up names upon names. So they gave themselves or their God about 99 names. And think it is just piling up useless names. That does not match character. You know why your name does not match your character? It's just a useless name. They are calling you uh, the, the gracious, the most merciful. And the people that are after you kill innocent people every day, every time. And their colleagues keep quiet. They don't come out and say, this is not our own God. Does he bear that name? He doesn't bear the name. He just one useless, empty name. One useless, empty name. But God manifests his person in his name. If he says, I'm the most merciful father, you will see his mercy. You will see his kindness. You will see his faithfulness. Uh, our God is good. Hallelujah. Amen. So we just, we are looking at what is God's glory. What is his glory? It is when he manifests this, when he brings them out, that actually everybody bows down to him. Everybody ascribes glory unto him and honor. That is God's glory. So, looking at where we read now, Exodus 33, 12 to 23, uh, what is it there that is making us to say we want to see his glory? Hello? I hope we are following Please, this is an interactive message. It's not because all of us, me too, I, I want, I, I will not deceive you that me, I've touched his glory, I've enjoyed his I want to, <laughs> I want more. Eh? So I don't know if any of you is satisfied. You have seen enough of his glory and broken. Do what you need to do and get out of here. No problem. Eh? But me, my prayer is that what? May I experience his glory. So, why are we pursuing his glory? What is the benefit of his glory? What is the benefit of seeing God magnified and glorified? What are you pursuing? What is the benefit of this 20 minutes video clip that Moses was given to see of God's glory? After all, he did not fill his house with food. What is the benefit? What is the issue? And for us to understand this, there are some things we need to first settle. God is glorious. And he does not hide his glory. But at the same time, he does not show his glory to everybody. Hello? 
God is glorious. He is far beyond, look, God's beauty and glory is far beyond whatever you could imagine it to be. I'm, I'm being serious with us. Is far beyond whatever you could ever imagine it to be. But you see, uh, because he, he wants people who really, really love him, people who are really after his heart, it is those ones he reveals his glory to. It is those ones he, he shows his strong hand, his right hand of majesty, his right hand of war, his right hand of miracles, his right hand of great performance. It is the critical matter of seeing his glory, experience his glory, is your love and desire for God. So, there are three levels where God reveals his glory. Please help us note it. It's very important. Very, very important. Three levels whereby God reveals his glory. Number one, he reveals his glory to the whole world. He reveals his glory to the whole world. And this is for the purpose that men should no longer doubt that there is God. Men should no longer find excuses to say, ah, this thing that you are talking about, a human being could have done it. It's not God, Jare. He has put some things in place that nobody could ever doubt that it was God that did it. You know, he created all the planets. He sets them in systems. You have the solar system and so many other things. But do you know what? Some scientists went to propound the theory that everything was together in a big ball at the beginning. And then there was a big bang. Boah! And then scattered. Even my own small baby would say that doesn't make sense. Eh? The big ball. Where did the big ball come from? <laughs> Who made the big ball? Then what, did, what caused it to do what? To have a big bang. Doesn't make sense. God has defeated all counsel and made his glory, his power, his presence known everywhere. Nobody should be able to doubt him. And when you look into the planet here, you see a lot of things about God. Go to the United States, you see what they call the Grand Canyon. When you see it, you say, no, God is God. Some places they call the seven wonders of the world. There are things that nobody could have done except God. They are recorded that this one is beyond any human being. So in Psalm 100 and uh, I think Psalm 19, 1 to 7, you know, it says there that there is no language in which his glory is not manifested. There is nowhere in which people do not say, ah, no, there is God. Because he has manifested his glory. Now, but that is one level of glory. That's one level of glory. The second level of glory is the glory he reveals for those who actually come to him in need. They have a problem. They say, no. Uh, you know, even the whole world, after he has shown them everything, not everybody still worships God, though. Some, they will take the sun and say, I am worshiping the sun, instead of the creator of the sun. Some, in my own village, they will say they are worshiping an Iroko tree because the thing is so tall. Instead of worshiping the creator of the Iroko tree. I know another village where they worship tortoise because they have never seen an animal 
like tortoise before. And that village, they worship snake. They worship all kinds of things. They worship the created and not the creator. That's a pity. So, since man, see, would not come to Christ, would not come to God, he brought Christ to do miracles for us. So, when you come with your need, he meets your needs. That is another realm of glory. That's another realm of glory. You come and you say, see my daughter. She was born blind. She was born lame. And you have gone to all doctors. They said, case closed. Situation permanent. No solution. And then they came to Jesus Christ. And he does not bring out knives and all those medical things to start operation. What does he do, please? What does Christ do when they bring people to him, please? He will just say in a word. Hey, what glorious power. Hey, doctors have tried. They have analyzed. They have done all their experiments. They have done all their tests. And they have said what? It is not possible. This person's case is what? Permanent. It cannot be reversed. Or where somebody even died. And they said this person is only good to just throw him away and go and bury him. And then you see Jesus will come there. Maybe they are carrying the coffin of a widow of a woman in name. The only son and the only hope of her life. They are going to bury our only hope. And Christ will just stop them. And touch the coffin and say what? Arise, young man. And the dead man will arise. And he will hand him over to his mother. That is glory. That is power. That is graciousness. So we see the second level of glory. The third level of glory is close to what or is what we are looking at in Exodus 33 here. Where Moses was asking for what? Show me your glory. Now, for us to understand this third aspect, let's look at the life of Moses. Moses at one time saw a bush burning and the fire was there but the grass was not consumed. That is glorious. What a, what a sight. Alright? And he went there to inquire. And as he got there, he also heard a strange voice from nowhere. Moses! Moses! And he said, yeah. And God started talking to him. That's another level of glory. But you see, as God was speaking to him and doing all those things, I am the God, Lord of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and so on. Now, I am going to send you to Pharaoh. A man was hearing the voice of the living God. A human being like me and you was hearing, and they were talking together. And I saw Moses there. He was not believing it and said, God, how do I go and tell them? They would just say, I'm hearing a strange voice. He said, go and tell them that I'm the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of their fathers. Tell them like that. Their fathers had a God that they were following. Tell them I'm that God. And then they discuss and discuss and discuss and discuss. And after a while again, Moses will now say, look, look, God, uh, even telling them that you are the God of our fathers and so on is not enough. Look, give me your name. Let me know your name. 
unless I know your very, very name. Hey! A man was pursuing something else. And then I see God say, okay, 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 okay. Uh, actually, I have a name that I've been keeping. I didn't reveal it to anybody. But because you are asking now, I will bring out that name. And what's that name, please? I am that I am. Hallelujah. We are seeing a man walking in glory, experiencing God from one level to the other. One level to the other. And after that, he now said, ah, if I go and tell them, they will say, look, this is your God. Yes, he said, I am that I am, but he has no power. Okay, okay, okay. You know what? Moses, put your hand under your armpit and bring it out. It was leprous. Take it back again and bring it out. It was healed. This is your rod. Drop it down. It became a snake. Pick it up again. It became a rod. Is that not another level of power? Somebody was experiencing power. In my class this morning, we were looking at Proverbs 18.1. It says, a man, due to strong desire, separates himself. And then he intermingles. He secrets and intermingles with every level of wisdom. Every level of power. That was what Moses was experiencing here. And then after that, God used to go and speak to the greatest king of all times. At that time, Pharaoh. And he will go there. He hasn't got any army. He hasn't got any gun. He hasn't got any bullets. He was not coming with a sword. But he was coming in the name of the Lord. Hey! One man against... I don't know what to call the armies of Egypt. And he will come there to meet the king. I've come in the name of the Lord Almighty. Let my people go. And the man will say, what nonsense. Get out of my side, Jared. And then he will say, okay. When the Lord deals with you, and then there were the seven plagues. He will just raise his rod. God will tell him, raise your rod. And then use it to touch the water of Nile. And it will turn to blood. So then raise your rod. And then raise it to the sky. And then there were swarms of locusts. And the man was experiencing power from one level to the other. Hey! And after he dealt with Egypt, and they tried to pursue them, and they were going, he got to a denial again. What did they say? Put the rod what? On the water. And what happened? The water parted ways, and they all passed through. Another power, another glorious experience. Moses was experienced glory from glory to glory. From glory to glory. From power to power. Hey! Now, does it not surprise you, my brothers and sisters, that at this stage now, he was he saying what? Show me your glory. What else is he asking for? What else? He's like telling me, ah, you guys don't know, you are the one struggling with all this nonsense around here. Me, I'm not struggling with what I will eat, what I will drink anymore. Hey, me, I'm not struggling with miracles anymore. Eh? I've seen miracles. What's miracle? I've seen, I've seen power. But what? I'm still pursuing his glory. I still want to see him. I still want to touch him. In that Exodus, the Bible says, Moses talks with God as a man talks with his friend, face to face. Yet, he was still seeking for his glory. Show me your glory. 
That's the third level of glory. And we are saying it is for those who desire God for himself. Those who are pursuing him. And then I was now asking myself, Kelani, which level do you belong? Where do you belong? Are you still coming to God with your myriad of problems? God, give me a miracle. I need my child to be touched. I need this one. I need that one. Is that level where you are? Or you are trying to reach the level of Moses? What does he say in Matthew? He says, do not be anxious about what you about what you will drink or of your body what you will put on. But what? Seek ye first the kingdom of God. And what? All these things, all these small, small issues here, we will sort them out for you. We will sort them out. That's not the major issue. We have work to be done. We are looking for those who are going to give our glory to. Who are going to be handing over our power to. Who will do great works. Not all these small, small things. When the rich young girl was coming to Christ with all his bags of money that's weighing him down, he was coming like that. What did Christ tell him? You have a problem with all this money. Oh. <laughs> it should not allow you to see the glory. <laughs> uh, would you kindly just go and sell off all that you have and uh, give the money to who? To the poor. And you have great treasure in heaven. Then take up your cross. And follow me. So that I can show you the true riches. Can show you the true glory. So I started looking and I was trying to study my Bible. After seeing what Moses was praying for, I said, This man is praying for something else. But was he exceptional? Was it only Moses that did this? I saw that it was not only Moses. Most people in the Bible that we have their names. That was the same thing they were pursuing. And I look at David. David as a small boy, 17 years old, he killed Goliath. A matter that the whole nation could not handle. All the soldiers of Israel, whenever Goliath came out like this, all of them would be shaking. Their knees would be knocking. A small boy just came and said, who is this idiot standing here that making all of you shake? <laughs> My God will deal with him. That was a man who knew glory, but at 17 years old, He just brought a catapult. God, it's not my accuracy. It is the power of God. What does the Bible say in uh, Ephesians chapter 6? Be strong in the Lord. And what? And in the power of his might. He was strong in the Lord. It's not, it's not the accuracy of a catapult. God will handle the stone. <laughs> Man is to fling it. And then he flung the catapult. And the angels gave his speed like the speed of a bullet. And he entered the stupid man's call. And the man fell down. That was the end. He didn't bother. That small boy was already experiencing God's power. But I now see him after several years of several battles and several everything. I saw something he said three times in the Bible. In Psalm 27 verse 4, he said, of, even if, and well, in from verse 1 to 3, he said, even if the enemy compass around me, even if war wants to consume me, I will not be afraid. One thing will I seek after. And one thing is very important for me. What is that please? To sit in the temple of God and to look upon the beauty of God and to inquire about him in his temple. 
That was his pursuit. He has seen many miracles. He has seen many powers demonstrated. But was he pursuing God? Another place, you know, he was saying, As that deer panted for the water, so my soul longed after you. You are God at my heart. Desire and I long to worship you. Hallelujah. We have another time to sing that song. Amen. And in that place again, he was saying, my soul thirsted for you. My heart seeketh for you. In a dry and thirsty land where no water is. I want to see you as I've seen you in the sanctuary. Psalm 63, verse 1 to 3. I've been hearing about the great things you are doing. I want to see it in reality. Hey, this is a man that I've seen war. This is a man that I've defeated armies. Is he say what? There is more. There is more to God. There is more glory to be seen. Ah. And then I, I left David. I left Moses. And I checked Isaiah. I, I, I saw that Isaiah was a very big preacher. And I've been preaching and preaching and preaching. In chapter 1 verse 18, he says what? Even if your sin be as, I think 16, as red as crimson, God will make it as white as snow. And I've been preaching. But when he got to chapter 6, I saw something different. I saw he had never really encountered God. What did he say there? In the year that King Uzziah died. What happened to me, please? I saw the Lord. He was what? High and lifted up. And his train filled the temple. The angels cry, holy, holy is the Lord. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And what did he say? Woe am I. Woe. I've been a big preacher. I'm one of the best Bible study persons around. But <laughs> coming to see God for who he is now, what is it please? Woe am I. I know nothing. I'm still in ABC class. All I've been doing is what? A for apple. And God said, take a tongue from the fire and put it, a coal on the fire, put it on his lips and say, your iniquity have been purged. And that was when God now said, who will go for us? Who shall we give our power to that will go on our behalf? So I saw that a man could be preaching and preaching and preaching and God said, I don't have anybody there. I'm wasting your time. And you are exhausting that you are doing something and you are just busy wasting your time. Because what? You are not yet connecting with his glory. You are not connecting with his power. That day, the man now reported for work. Even though he had been working before, he said, what? Here I am. Send me. I wonder who sent him before. All those messages he was teaching. When you come across his glory, everything will change. My time is running out, so I need to round up now. I can go on and on. I saw Paul in the New Testament. And his prayer was what? That I may know him. The same thing. That I may know him. The fellowship of his suffering. Being made conformable unto his death. That if it is possible, I might attain unto the resurrection from the dead. What is the resurrection from the dead? He himself had raised somebody from the dead before. You didn't know. 
You see, when Jesus was doing the miracles, when Jesus was in the boats, and they came to tap him and say, Lord, Lord, care it not that what? We perish. You know what Jesus said in his heart? I'm not the one that will perish with you people, though. I'm not in your class. <laughs> you can perish. <laughs> Me, what? I cannot perish. That's what Paul was desiring. That I may attain unto the resurrection from the dead. There is a life. There is the glory of God. That God gave unto Jesus. That God gave unto him because he was the second Adam. That same glory was given to the first Adam. The first Adam could never ever drown. Even though there were four rivers in the garden of Eden. He was walking on water. The first Adam, we never met him. We never knew how great he was. But if Jesus is the second Adam, he's coming in the class of that first Adam. The glory, that was what Paul was pursuing. That I may know him, I may yada him, I may have an intimate knowledge of God. Bible says, those who know their God, they shall be strong and shall do exploits. The level of glory you experience is the level of glory you manifest. That was why men were pursuing his glory. That was why Jesus took his disciples to the mountain and showed them his glory. He was transfigured in their eyes because it is the level of glory you experience that is what you are going to pass down. That was why he allowed them to see himself with Moses and Elijah. Because they needed to see so that they would know he's not in the class of Moses and Elijah. That was why God had to speak to them, this is my beloved son. Not Moses, not Elijah, but Jesus. Because it is the level of glory you experience. That is the level of glory that will be seen in your life. I don't know where you belong because me, I'm struggling to belong to the right one. We will have been dealing with the matter of how do I enter into this glory because our pastor was saying you have to die daily. And I'm wondering, and one thing I can pick from that is that from that Matthew 6 that we just recited, it seems to die daily means first and foremost uh, not to bother about my own self, my own matters anymore. I should just be seeking his own business. That was why in Luke, there was a time in this church, we had a seminar for the workers. And we saw that uh, even though people were coming to the church and they were following Jesus in the sun, up and down, they were only seeking for miracles. They were not interested in seeking for this greater glory. And he was not happy with them. And he told them, if you really want to get into this, Hate mother and father and brother and sister and wife and everybody and even your own self. So the way you hate yourself, another, me, another way of describing dying daily is when you forget about yourself and you deal with God's business. You just say, I know he can take care of my problems. He wants me to do what? Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these other things, is not a problem for him. I did not see Moses going to knock and beg God for money. 
or for rice or for bread. I did not see Isaiah begging for bread. I did not see Paul begging for bread. They were matters that God settled without issue. And he's telling you the same thing. If you want to see his glory, you need to understand to die daily. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. I'm no longer living for myself. The life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. The life I live now, I'm not living unto myself. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 14. He says, in that he died for all, those who are alive should, not live, should no longer live unto themselves, but unto what? For him who died for them and who rose again. That's how to die daily. You are living purely for him because you know he's glorious. His power is beyond compare. We praise him here every Sunday, yet you don't want to live for him. What is the meaning of your praise? We pray, we, we sing, you are great, you are great, so great. If indeed he is great, how come you are not living for him? How come you are still living for yourself? How come you don't want to enter into that glory? The challenge is to move men from being miracle seekers to God seekers. To the point where they will say, yes, I hate myself also. Because if you are to love your neighbor as yourself, you must be ready to lay down your life for the sake of your neighbor. That means you hate yourself. That's what we are learning when we are looking at that Luke 16, Luke 14. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We are trusting God that as we are seeing men who are pursuing this matter, even though they have seen power before, they have seen miracles before, but they were still intent on pursuing God for who he is. Not on those ephemeral things. I'm praying that that will be our pursuit even today in Jesus' name. Shall we rise up on our feet? Can the choir just give us a song to lead us into prayer? Just give us a song. We want to pray. We want to seek God's face on this matter. We have heard so much on the issue of God's glory. We have heard so much on the issue of dying daily. You have heard so much that you must know him personally. And even we saw those who knew him very personally, they were still seeking to know him the more. They were still pursuing the more. Will you receive grace today? Will you receive grace to seek his face? Will you receive grace to make him your pursuit? To find out how to enter into that favor where he will not spare, but he will show.